Hello, welcome to the Bushley Gaming Podcast, your source for ordinary opinions from ordinary gamers. Today, we're reviewing The Invincible and also discussing the recent Xbox Developer Direct. I'm your host, Jacob Bush, and with me today, he actually enjoys snaking a clogged drain. Leader of Nintendites, Ryan Scalf. There is something satisfying about snaking a clogged drain. Is there? Right? Is there? Have you ever snaked a drain? I have to. I don't think I don't think I can I don't think I can pass off those duties to someone else. That's what I do in my house. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Who are you gonna ask to do that? That's right. I dude, there's nothing better than unclogging a uh any sort of drain. I wrote this one because you communicated this to me at one point where I was complaining one day about oh I had to, you know, get a bunch of hair out of a drain. And you were like I like doing that. What are you talking about? And I, I was oh, okay. appalled. I didn't say that. Like you offered to come to my house. There's people. No, no, no. You, Ryan, Did this I? is the conversation we had. I said, all right, I'm just going to call you next time. You're like, okay. Cause I'm being, I'm being a good neighbor is what's happening. I, there's people who get like grossed out by like hair and all that stuff. That doesn't gross me out. Now, if it was like a toilet, that's sick. Okay. Now there's also a smell associated with anything in a drain. Yeah, but it's not that bad. Not like a toilet. It's I don't bad. know what your hair smells like. Uh, it's not my hair. I will say, though, I had COVID recently. Lost my sense of smell for a little bit. That's when I cleaned the drains. Oh, there you go. Snake the drains. Use that as my superpower. Use a little advantage. Honestly, losing a sense of smell isn't that bad. Like, if I'm going to lose any sense, as long as I keep my taste, yeah. smell could go. Dewey Cox did fine. Oh, is it really? Did you see that movie? I know the movie. I yeah, he didn't have a sense of smell. Oh, really? That was like the whole, that was like an underlying plot, the whole movie. That's the one where he plays music? Yeah. yeah. Walk hard. Walk hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways, enough about snaking drains. Rumors are that he stands in front of the mirror every morning and curses the name Ryan Scalf because Ryan gave Starfield a minus five points during the Game of the Year episode. He oh. is the retrospective gamer, Ethan Maestri. That's... That is a window into my soul that you just opened up right there. Yes. I've probably made more enemies on the show than friends at this point. So Ethan texted Mostly me. Mostly because Jacob pins me against everyone. I, you know, Ethan was there. Ethan listened I, to that episode. I, think, I didn't do anything. No, I think you did that yourself. You did that yourself. Okay, like well, Starfield, I'm not apologizing for that. I'm just saying every other scenario. <laughs> every other, everyone yeah. but that one. Every that one other take... scenario is choreographed by Ryan, Jacob. Ethan texted me right after that episode and was like, that Ryan Scalf, man. And I was like, what? He's like, those minus five points. And uh, I was going to bring it up you, last you week. You sank my battleship. Yeah, pretty much. Think of it this way. <laughs> Ethan, think of it this way. I didn't subtract your five points. I subtracted Gabe's. Oh, his specifically. Yeah. He did give it, speci- yeah, he gave it I exactly five points. Gabe, I think, has a bad opinion on Starfield. Yours, I value. <laughs> it's the same opinion. But, but they- his was five points, so I took his five points away, and I valued yours. This is is this is just your way of saying don't take it personally, right? Yeah, I'm just shifting it over. I took away Gabe's, and, <laughs> and like, yeah, as okay. soon as Gabe is on our show, I'll actually shift it back, shift it back yeah. to yeah. Ethan. Defense. Don't take it personally, Gabe. Take it personally for now, for now, and then I'll go until back I to have Ethan. to see you face yeah, to face. Yeah. Flip it, yeah. There you right. Go. So I got my uh, my intro prep for Gabe next time he's on. I'll just do something along these lines, and then Perfect. we can have the same conversation, and then we bounce it back and forth <laughs> over time. I can't wait, Ethan. Thanks for being on the show today. Uh, Glad to be here. I think giving some background here, uh, Ethan is the reason really we're playing this game. Uh, Ethan texted me like, hey, check out this game, you know, put on your radar. 
I ended up getting a, and I'm talking about the Invincible specifically, um, the Invincible. And I got, I get press emails sometimes. And one of them was for the Invincible. It said, hey, we've got codes if you want to play this. And I was like, okay, between Ethan's recommendation, having a code readily available, it was like the, the, the moon's aligned, the stars aligned. And, you know, we hopped into this game. So that's the context behind the Invincible and how it was introduced to us. Ethan, I wanted to ask you, where did the Invincible come from for you? Yeah, this one was on my radar early in 2023. Um, I forget. I was perusing Steam, and I don't know if I had seen the trailer on YouTube where it had just been advertised or if I just found it on Steam itself. But I looked at the trailer and was like, oh, wow, this this is really kind of in my wheelhouse. So ever since probably February, March 2023, I'd had it on my wish list. And finally, it came out, what, the end of October, 1st of November or something? Yeah, like that sounds that. right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was day one, had it downloaded and ready to go. And it, for me personally, did not disappoint. But yeah, it was uh, quite a wait for me to to get there. And the trailer was, you know, really intriguing. Mm. Yeah. So first off, uh, Ryan and I had review codes. Ethan bought this outright. So that's the disclaimer up front. Um, but I want to go to a brief description of this game, and then let's hop into our opinions of it, because um, I think a little background on this is is needed. It's originally based on uh, a novel by S. Lem, who is a Polish writer, uh, published in 1964. It apparently has a lot of like acclaim in Poland. This is sure. like an accomplished author. We were going to have George on for the audience. We all know this, but for the audience, we we're going to have George on, and he was actually reading the book. So that was the perspective we were hopefully going to get. We don't have it today. Um, but George, it sounded like was liking the book so far too. It's Adam Punk aesthetic. Have you heard of this Adam Punk? Ethan? No. Okay. Yeah. You're looking puzzled. I, I've never heard the term before, but thinking about it. Yeah. It, it kind of wouldn't make sense. Yeah. It's, it's very analog 60s retro space. Mm, yeah. Right. Um, but I saw people characterize this as Adam Punk, which I'm a fan of this, this art style. It's very interesting for sure. Um, Background of just the story. You wake up as Yasna stranded on a planet called Regis 3 without contact to her crew. Last year, remember, she was, hyper, she was in hibernation sleep after completing her mission. You then have to explore this foreign planet to uncover the mystery of Regis 3. Gameplay mechanics are FPS exploration, dialogue choices, and interactions with the environment. A lot of walking, um, a lot of dialogue, right? That is, I think, the core, the core basis of the gameplay here is that you're, you're exploring, you're trying to un- uncover this, this kind of mystery. Yeah. Am I missing anything which is general broad description of this game? No. Ethan, would you add anything no, there? I, no. It, it, is this what, and, and I'm not terribly, I don't play a whole lot of games like this, believe it or not. Uh, is this what they call walking simulator? Is that kind of the genre here? That's where my brain went. It feels like an offensive term sometimes when it, when I, in the context of I think like, it is. is it an offensive term? I think like someone who makes a game like that doesn't want it to be called a but, walking simulator. But I think to Ethan's point, my brain went there. Yeah. Right. I went because yeah. it's like, what is the mechanic? You're walking. Yeah. Like, like it's a lot of walking. Yeah. 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 For me personally, like this is the way for several evenings while I played it, this was the way I was kind of, this is how I wanted to relax Yeah, because it was not run and gun. It wasn't halo. It wasn't, you know, something like that. Uh, you, you have these puzzles, you walk from point to point and, or it, it shifts you from point to point. Um, it was very, I, I don't want to use the term not exciting because it was, but it wasn't exciting. It was stimulating. Yeah. is what it was. And it almost, it didn't even really have puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Kind of not, 
Okay, so for instance, I in comparison with uh, Deliver Us Mars, Deliver Us Mars has puzzles in it, and I found myself getting stuck at times, you know, and having to, you know, go out to YouTube and <laughs> find the ways around it. Here, I was never challenged that intensely, you know, so. Yeah, there's... <sighs> it's hard to describe. I haven't it's played... It's really hard to I describe. I haven't played a game like this. So there, when we first turned it on, I think I talked to you about this, but it was a little liberating... In the sense that yeah. I didn't have to search every corner. I'm so used to like, it, mm -hmm. it's a broken part of my brain where they hide when like a game hides armor and weapons and things like that in corners. Of the, I'm just playing Baldur's Gate 3 right now. And so like I'm exhausted from just exploring every corner of that map. It's a good thing about gaming, but this was so refreshing in that like I wasn't worried I was missing something. I was just like linearly moving. Yeah. You just never yeah. stop moving. And if you do explore, there are little tidbits of the world that you're you're building the world a little sure. bit. That's a choice. There's there, some stuff you can pick up. There's no collectibles really, right? It's like just it's more knowledge you're picking up. Yeah. Um, and I would say that I would describe this as an atmospheric game where I felt like when I booted it up on my PC, I was entering to your point more relaxing not high stakes just more of like i'm along for a story right it's story driven it, go ahead ethan it very much struck me as it was almost in the same feeling of when i have a really good book that i'm looking forward to sitting yeah. down with yep in my reading chair ready to go for an hour or two in the evening that is very much my approach to this game yeah when i was playing it for the first time it was it was kind of hitting me in that same area of my brain <laughs> Yeah. I, I think your expectation going into this game is something that you kind of have to have checked, right? Don't go into this expecting a sci-fi space FPS, right? This is first person. It's just exploration. Well, in, in the barrier of, in, barrier of entry is so low because yeah. there are no puzzles. There's nothing like, you know, we talk about certain like 3D platformers. They have these puzzles and we speak that language because we've been playing video games our whole time, yeah. our whole life. Yeah. And you have to kind of learn that to grab the grab a game and just like you can't just pick it up this just like you're saying is so much novel like there's no there's no puzzles there's no challenges nothing like that for you and i didn't notice like i, I not until this conversation did i think like there's no challenges like there's nothing to do here cuz it's the challenge is just trying to guess like what is going on on this planet. Cause you get these little like eerie, strange things happening. And like, that's the fun in it. Just same way. Like when you read a book, you're just like, man, I gotta know more. I have to know what's going on here. Well, in the first hour, actually, I was like, Ooh, this is, this is moving a little slow. Right. I like I said, I had to check my expectations. It's only about an hour, 45 minutes in, does the mystery start to kind of unfold? You're, it's very basic up front. It's yeah. like, you know, look at the look at the map, try to get to this point. And then once I saw, oh, there's a mystery here. There's, you know, something going on on this planet. That's when I was like, all right, I'm here. I'm here for the ride. Um, so it's, it's, it's a weird experience. It's unique, I think, in gaming for me. And this is what I like about reviewing smaller games is that usually those are the ones that transport you this way. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Ethan. Well, I, I was just going to say, you're, I, I'm not realizing how to articulate it until I'm, I'm listening to you guys talking. And, and that's the thing you, you said it, uh, that first hour you're kind of having to recalibrate yeah. how you play a game and, and how you're, you're going to approach this one. The other thing uh, you were talking about, no trophies or no hidden, you know, Easter eggs or things like that. And 
Yeah, that, I, it was so. You said it earlier, Ryan. Liberating. Yeah. Uh, coming out of playing the Uncharted series or Halos or something, I'm not looking for skulls. I'm not looking for artifacts or things like that. And that was something that, looking back on it now, yeah, that's what I really appreciated. It's why uh, the few hours that you put into the game, they felt just crisp and and, mm. and not muddled. the The story stands out, and you're able to if you break it up over a couple hours each evening, you're able to just slide right in. I think one of the things that I appreciated about it is having the, uh, the graphic novel aspect of it mm. uh, to kind of review the steps that you took in the previous hour or so that you played. And it's almost like a little mini review before you drop right back into the story. So it makes it just extremely accessible and extremely um, easy to grasp. And yeah. I think that's the thing that I really appreciated about it. Yeah, before we get into like too much of the story or anything, I it does kind of it reminds me the power of like good storytelling, right? And that just goes back in our humanity is we love stories. We want good stories. And it doesn't take a ton of dopamine farming in a game to engage us. If you allow yourself to believe in this world and engage with it for what it is, you can you can be entertained by just your own opinions of what's going on. Like your brain can fill in that information so well. And that's what this game does is even the little secret things you can find, like written, like you'll find a journal and it says this little detail. Your brain will fill in the gap between that detail and what you've already seen. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing because it's like, it's such a, such a powerful testament to really what we want good stories right yeah. think about our favorite games god of war it's the story i don't play god of war for the combat and that's like a little dressing on the side but also even elden ring like the combat's torturous and that's part of the fun sure but i couldn't get enough of like who are these gods and who are these characters and what is this world and like what's going on and your brain just fills in all those details. And this is such a small scale. You just walk up, what, six to eight hours. Yeah, like like five to seven hours maybe, okay, right? Five to seven yeah, hours. Right. It's pretty short. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Knock out yeah. a game and you get a really good story yeah. that that you took part in. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that was a, probably the best part of this game. You're along for a ride here. It's yeah. it's it's a, it's a different experience. You're you are living a story. You're living a book. It feels like it does feel book. It, it, right. We're talking about this is based on a Polish novel. Um, another significant point I think background on this is that this is made up of a team. A lot of ex CD Project Red. Uh, oh really? Yeah, a lot of developers from CD Projekt Red who have a history of adapting Polish novels, The Witcher. Um, so yeah. you know, somewhat relevant here. I, th I think the adaption of a book here is a very cool angle. Um, I was hoping to hear George's George's take on it, but you know, I kind of want to read this too just to see what happens with the, because in the book because there's choices here in this game. Yeah, I was that changed the outcome. That. Go ahead, Ethan. I'll interject just the little because it, I I want to read the book. I have not read the book, but I have read the synopsis of the book basically and the book actually follows it, that's the interesting thing that i love about this game is the the game really is just kind of piggybacking off the novel i don't know how how much you guys have looked into it mm -hmm. but the, the central characters are the alliance right in the book the alliance oh, is uh... is the you're following that team on the invincible 
Oh, and no that's way. That's the story. That's the novel. That's really, this, that's way more interesting now. Now I really yeah. want to read the book. So, so, so this, we're getting, we're like on the ground level of what the book was experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a second team, not involved in the novel at all. We're just kind of coming in and, and figuring things out ourselves. And it's on this framework of Stanislaw's limbs, you know, the invincible. And that's the central character in his novel. And we're just kind of cracking the door a little bit and looking in on it. And okay. It's, it's a really interesting concept. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay. So here, let's, I want to touch briefly on story from a non-spoiler perspective, but then let's get into spoilers because there's a lot to talk about here. Non-spoiler. Um, I think the setup I gave you is still what kind of is the broad uh, idea here. You wake up on a planet, don't know what's going on. Things start happening. Um, you have loss of memory. You're trying to find your crew. And then from there you find, um, you know, other not, I'll just say alien, right? And I'm not saying alien as in creatures. I'm saying alien as foreign. You don't know what this is. You're finding structures, metal stru structures. Yeah, structures. Yeah. And then from there, uh, the story takes place. And I honestly don't want to spoil much more from there, right? The story is structured in a way of you are in communication with your astrogator, astrogator back on the ship. Um, and a lot of it just unfolds through dialogue between you and your astrogator. It's kind of touching into uh, Yasna's mental state a lot too. That's something I thought was significant is that it talks about like sometimes wanting to give up and really the turmoil that she's going through mentally through all this whole process because she's alone. I think they deal with loneliness a lot in this game. So any other points that we aren't spoiling anything before just hopping right into it? Because I do want to communicate to the listener that this is very much a mystery, right? And I mm. think I think the beauty of the game is uncover uncovering that mystery for yourself. And to your point, putting those pieces together before you actually see it, right? And, and trying to piece together. Because what I think really this did well is that it did subvert my expectations in ways that I, I didn't actually see some things coming. Um, I, I was hit with surprises. So anything non-spoiler you want to touch on, uh, just for the listener here? No, I think that's a great way of leaving it. Just if they're at all interested, then you hate to say, stop listening or stop watching now. Yeah. Go play it. I'll put time codes. Yeah. yeah. And I'll put time codes in so you can hop back in at the very end here. Yeah. So you can listen to the rest of the show, Xbox and all the other topics we have today. You get to um, spoilers quick. You get to spoilers quick, right? The first it, 20 minutes. Yeah. It yeah. starts happening. Um, I think the last thing I will say is that this, just for those listeners who aren't going to write along for spoilers, this is a mood game, right? We talked about this. This is, you know, calibrate what you're expecting with this. This is not an action driven game. This is a first per person exploration story, right? That's how I would call it. Um, and from there, you know, if that sounds intriguing to you, then, then we, I think we recommend I'll, it at that point. Although I'll make this, I'll say it this way. Uh, you're walking around solving a mystery on another planet or an, or an alien location. Uh, you're wearing a helmet the whole time and someone is talking to you through your helmet mic. It's basically Halo. Uh, without the guns. <laughs> without the guns. <laughs> without the, probably the, the most defining feature of Halo, the guns and yeah. the, the combat. Yeah, 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 there, yeah. And there's, yeah, that's really the thing too. There's, no, there's really no combat in this game, right? It's, it's a sci-fi game, but there's little to no combat. Yeah. Um, well, mine had combat. Let's My talk. choices led to extreme hand-to-hand -hand combat. Let's get let's get into that. Okay, so this wow. is the I'm listener. This is the listener's warning. We are hopping in to spoilers. Okay, um, and also, you know, the spoilers might intrigue you more, and you might want to come back to play the game. We're not. It's not going to ruin the game for you because there's multiple options. Ethan, you played this twice, right? Should I before we get to the spoilers, should I mention our my experience playing with Steam Deck? 
Yes, actually here, let's talk about technical, um, technical situations. So, so I played on PC, Ethan, you played on PC and Ryan played on Steam Deck. I played Steam Deck. Let's hear I it. will say it looked phenomenal for a Steam Deck game. Yeah. At first I was blown away. I thought that, thought it looked really, really good. Um, I had a lot of crashes. I had a lot of crashes and I had a lot of like the little icons of opening a door or like acting an action on something wasn't showing up. So yeah. I'd have to like reload. Yeah. And uh, I got to say there was a point where I text Jacob and I was like, man, it's almost completely pulled me out of this game. Yeah. I had two crashes back to back in the same conversation and had to rewatch that conversation, which is like one of the longest ones twice. And uh, on that third one, I told Jacob, man, if this crashes, I'm either not going to come back to this game or I'm going to have to wait a few days. I'm glad you brought this up because, so when you say a lot of crashes, give me a ballpark number estimate of crashes you had. Uh, a five. Five crashes. I would say five is a lot. And I will say on my, Ethan, what graphics card do we have? We have the same 2080. You, I'm, I'm running 2070. I thought you were running okay. 30. 70. No, I'm 2080, 2080 TI. Is that, that's a thing. Oh, right? okay. 2080 TI. Yeah. 2080 TI. Yeah, just, yeah. So some background on we're playing PC or Steam Deck. Um, I didn't have any crashes, but I did have hitching where it's like I would enter a new area and it would just take two seconds of a black screen where it's like, I noticed that, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's something's loading in here. Something's catching. Um, and then I had two instances of having to reload to get a prompt, right? Yeah. To your point of like, uh, this option's not showing up. I know something's supposed to be here, so I reload. Of course, it's there. I can select it now. Ethan, do you have any technical issues? Nah, this thing was flawless. Okay, and I will say too, to Ryan's point, it looks phenomenal. Like when when you talk about a small indie game, small indie team, um, the visuals are impressive here. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, sorry, well, I was just gonna say I wasn't looking for Easter eggs or things because it's not really there what I did find myself doing is walking around looking for vistas because just the, some of the vistas that you can find in there were phenomenally well-rendered gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful game. And I, if you can play it on PC, I would over a steam deck. If you have both, uh, I would say, don't let the, don't let that keep you from buying this game. Um, if you're on a steam deck, it's hard to say. I was really frustrated. No, dude, you were. You. I was and, getting really annoyed. Which I think is relevant. I'm glad you yeah. brought this up before the spoiler section because I think that's the recommendation probably right now is that if you are if you only have a Steam Deck that it's it's a good game. Know that if you do buy it, you might run into these bugs. Um, I know that they're releasing updates pretty frequently right now because sure. it only came out in October, so it will improve. But this is considered this is considered deck verified, and usually from a deck verified yeah. game, I expect a very good performance. That's what threw me off. Yeah. It's not like I'm retrofitting something. No, it's not to, playable yeah. or it's not unsupported. It's, this is straight up. Like this is at the check mark for steam deck. Right. So, um, I, from my perspective, my issues were not enough to not, it, it didn't impact me negatively enough to even really bring it up other than this context. I think this is relevant. Um, Ethan, it's got a console release, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe interesting. Yeah, because yeah, oh, yeah, a, think a deck's going to be. Because I think, it, is it on Switch even? Can you look that up for me? Yeah. Um, but, anyways, yeah, for the listener, just beware. Deck, there were issues. PC, again, hardware so specific of PC. You could have issues on PC or you couldn't, right? Um, but I'm glad to hear, Ethan, you had a, a good performance. I had fine performance. Um, 
George, I haven't heard from on it. It's on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S. Okay. And PC. So no Switch. Nope. Curious how it performed there. Okay, guys, let's get into spoilers. Uh, let's just start off, right? Everyone dies. <laughs> I, I, yeah, probably in, in the book, <laughs> Actually, right? In the book, accurate, apparently. Yeah. So, Ethan, that's what makes me very interested is that, okay, so... The Invincible isn't here yet. It's the Condor that gets here first. That's the part of the Alliance. And that whole crew has been here for months and months and months and months. Mm -hmm. And they all are dead pretty much, right? Um, so that's what the story is about, right? Is that a part about the Condor crew, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's part of... Uh, and, and the Condor, I think, does feature in the novel as well. Um, but like I said, I haven't read it. I, I just know that the novel focuses and basically on the invincible coming in. Oh, and I think they're, they're figuring out what's happened with the condor. And then, so this is a prequel. Our story. This is a prequel kind basically. Cause the, the invincible kind only of, comes in at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, right. I think we can get there too. We can talk about that. So here, let's talk about the, the upfront spoilers. When you're starting to find your crew, um, incapacitated or in a stupor, right? They're very much in an infant state. They're goo literally goo goo gogging one of them. Um, when you started seeing that, what did you think? Cause that's, that's part of the mystery that was fun to me is that I'm like, okay, this is weird. They're not dead. They're not like creepy zombies. Right. I feel like there's plenty of, uh, sci-fi movies that show up that play out exactly like this. And then they attack you and they kill you and they're, you know, they're infected with a parasite, right? That's this trope that usually happens. That doesn't happen here. What did you think when you started discovering your, your companions? I'll start with you, Ryan. Um, okay. So you're in contact with your astrogator. He's up in space. Yeah. He's like the astrogator is your leader of your team, has no relation to alligator. I thought they were like alligator themed. Anyway, right. I just outed myself. I can't believe I yeah, told you, you guys you that. You told us that earlier before the show. Um, here's what so, I so was. In Ryan's mind, it's landing gator, navigator, astrogator. That's, yep. that's the. Uh... <laughs> That's the chain of command. In this, this it's a whole particular. family. It's perfect. Yeah. Landing whole gator family. Yeah. She's the landing gator. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't judge me. Let's not pull on that thread. Don't judge me. Let's not pull too hard on that. I can tell you want to be mean. No, not me. Yeah. You want I'm to, not like that. You wanted to be mean. What about, what about uh, talking to the Astro Gator? So you come across your crew. They're the crews from Florida. That's what it is, right? That's they're what all, I thought. They're yeah, all yeah, gators. Yeah. They're from Florida. Okay, that makes sense yeah, yeah. now. Okay, right. sorry, go ahead. You come across your crew. They're all in different conditions, right? Dude, I was getting really suspicious of the Astro Gator. Yeah, I don't know about too. you. Me too. He's the guy in your ear, and he's telling you, like, they'll be fine, they'll be fine. Um, he's trying to, like, reassure you and comfort you because you don't know, is this permanent? They're They're babbling like babies and confused and walking in circles. You find one that's actually dead. She's already dead. Yeah. And you're really upset about it. And the astrogator's kind of like, trust me, like we'll get their, her body out of here. We'll get the rest of them out of here. Everyone's going to be fine. Yeah. And then you don't actually see him do that. So you leave that area and you're trusting him. He's controlling a robot on the ground and they're picking up these your companions and loading them onto a lander to fly back up to the ship. Mm -hmm. And there's like no accountability that that actually happened. And so you like leave that area and he goes, don't worry. They're on their way up all this stuff. And I'm like, you liar. 
the whole time I was, I was kind of turning on it. I was already in that like mode of like, this is your fault. Here comes a twist too, right? Yeah. Which here to that point, this is your fault. This game does as well. You are sensing deception, right? You feel some sort of deception going on. You think he is the culprit or the bad guy. And actually he is to an extent, right? He knew that they were going to go to this planet. He chose to go to this planet because he knew the Alliance had an interest here. So you're sensing, and the game does that well. You're sensing something's off. You're sensing that you're being deceived in some way. It's not the kind of severity that you're thinking of like betrayal, but he's hiding something and you picked up on that. That's actually, that's a twist that I expected. That was an obvious twist that I was like, that subverted my expectations. Mm. He was deceiving you, not to the extent that we thought, right? Yeah, he wasn't truly like a villain of the story. It was more of like, he could have never accounted for what was going to happen. Exactly. Which is true. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. You want me to continue? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you go to, you start like walking through that region and you notice like these metal structures and you find every, every single one of your companions that you find, you get their journal and with the notes they were taking and they all have different like takes on what's going on, but it all kind of points back to these weird metal structures that almost look like pipes, but they're, they're like so clearly not organic. They're so clearly, it's not like welded together or anything like that. It's almost like it's grown out of the ground. And it's these just weird, like polygonal shapes made of pipe. They compare it to insects, like a, a, like a nest, like a, like a, the forming was like, come out like a, you know, wasp like, have you seen those videos where they pour like molten silver or something yeah, down yeah. like an anthill? Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. That's to so me. true. And it just like sticks out of the ground and then you use like a metal detector and you detect like, oh, this thing goes on forever. Yep. Like there's this massive, massive branch of these like pipes, yep. tubes, yeah, steel things. So then you kind of continue unraveling like something that these are putting off seems to be affecting you. You think like, oh, is it the, the pipes? Like there's something magnetic, ultra like... What is electromagnetic? She yep. said she thinks these are like the uh, uh, effects of that. Yeah. So anyway, you move on. There's one more member of your team way off. He went to survey another area. You leave all those with this astrogator to bring them all back up to the ship. And the first maybe third of the game is getting to this other guy. Right. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Um, Gorski Gorski when you are on your way you find this like what they call the city and it almost looked it reminded me on like Jakku in Star Wars like the the uh, Star Destroyer that's crashed and you're just like walking through sand but there's like these huge metal you know cross beams and yeah. everything everywhere yeah. deck plates and stuff yeah it looked like that but none of it made sense. There's no like overarching shape. So you're, you're, you're not totally sure what you're looking at, right? It's not made by someone. You can tell it's, it's definitely not like built. It's just these super strange, like it looks like a fallen skyscraper for no reason. Yeah. And in there you find your last companion and he's running out of oxygen. Okay. First choice you get really in the game. Do you give him your oxygen? Do you not give him your oxygen? What did you do? I did not. Ethan? I played it both ways. 
Okay. Ooh. So I, I didn't give him my oxygen. Th- my logic was, um, what do you do? What's the instructions on an airplane when uh, oxygen pops down? Put it on your face. Put it first. on your face first and put it on the kid next to you, right? Yeah. That's the thing. That was my logic. If I put it on him, no one's going to help us. You're going to die. So, Ethan, does, is there any sort of different outcome if you put it on him? Uh, ultimately, for him, no. He dies um, still. He still dies. Yeah, it, it, regardless. Uh, it, does seem, it. it does seem to affect Yasna and the dialogue that takes place with her and the astrogator in subsequent uh, storytelling. Because she's distraught that he dies. She feels responsible, right? Yeah. That makes yeah. sense to a change. And, and, and for me, I mean, when you first get on the planet, it it does very much follow the sci-fi trope of, okay, my, my crew's affected, so there must be some sort of alien parasite or something like that that's affecting them. That wasn't hard to wrap my head around and, and get on board with. Um, yeah, it's it's when the crew starts, you start sending them up in the hopper, right? And they're going back to the, the ship, the Firefly or whatever they call it, and they start dying. And it, that for me was when I started not trusting the Astrogator. Mm. So yeah, for, for the whole middle of this game, I thought he was wondering. killing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of had the Just same like a little too. pillow over the face kind of thing. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I don't think I realized they were dying. You, I think you have an opportunity to ask. It was like, it was later. Yeah. You have an opportunity to uh, yeah. talk more and you ask yeah. how they're doing and he goes, he like doesn't answer. And mm-hmm. then you, you deduce like, Oh, they're dead. Okay. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I don't think I realized that. Okay. That's significant. Okay. So here shortly after this whole predicament, we find out that the Alliance is here, which is a competing, um, space frontier exploration. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think more, um, Soviet. And I say that based on the spelling, the small detail here, spelling of condor. I didn't notice when, the the group we're with what are they called the group we're with the gators commonwealth the gators the commonwealth <laughs> the right. commonwealth gators it's condor spelt c-o-n-d-o-r when you are on the ship the actual condor it's spelt k-o-n-d-o-r that's very much a soviet difference right a uh yeah you know at the time this would have been soviet right so i i noticed that so it's like i think uh, again i didn't read the novel but i think there's some sort of basis of like there's two factions who went to space mm. um and they have different origins on the on earth right that's that's the that was my brain telling me more here without knowing anything so this other factions here they're uh it seems like a warring faction they're not friendly and you find one of their droids it's it's basically this giant spider walker that has a, a laser beam tries to kill you you survive it. You move forward. You find a vehicle. Love finding the vehicle. Less walking. Cruise around. Right. Handles fine. But you get a choice to either go back to the ship. Right. You you escaped everything. Go back to is it the Firefly? Is that what you said? The Firefly. Uh, uh, something. I, I, I have Firefly in my mind. It's cool. It's something similar to that. Yeah. You can go back to your base ship. Get out of here. Go home. Or you can go to the Alliance camp and investigate more. And why were they here in the first place? Why can't I find any people? Why is it just this robot? This is a big decision. It actually impacts the end of the game. Um, Ryan, what did you do? Did you go back to, did you try to take the rover back out and fly out of here? Or did you go to the camp? I tried to fly out. I didn't want to go to the camp. Tell me what happens when you try to fly out. He, uh, your astrogator sends the secondary lander. Not the hopper. Shuttle, lander. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. He sends it to pick you up, 
and it just plummets right into the ground. Something disrupted it, and it just blows up. So now you have to go to the you camp. You have to go to the camp. Ethan, yeah. what'd you do your first playthrough? Uh, I tried to I tried to get off the planet. My first and, and interestingly enough, the second time I played, I tried to get off the planet. Oh, I didn't decide to go to the Alliance base, and and I'm wondering why I did that. But yeah, I I need to go back and try it, just going straight to the Alliance. So I'll save huh. I'll save the difference here for the end of the game when we talk about the choices there. But you get a different ending if you choose to go to the camp first. Basically, the 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 lander never crashes so it still exists by the end of the game ah, oh, so we'll circle back to that because there's some there's some decisions at the end but i chose to go to the camp at first because i was like what's going on here let's find this mystery um and i was like i want to explore as much as i can in this world me and ethan are pragmatic so much smarter than <laughs> jacob it's like dude that, the game that, is about that survival or, that or we're far less courageous i'm playing no i'm playing it's this smart I'm, and less courageous playing, i would rather be i'm playing this like a yeah. game reviewer where i'm like i want to see everything that's really that was my logic i was like i want to see what's going on here well you didn't get to see everything because i saw a great fireworks show <laughs> okay so we move on from that choice you have to go to the base start exploring things everyone's dead you're finding out that the machines turned on them for some reason um and i think the you start finding out about this basically metallic life right it's these little flies that are flying around bushes bushes the bushes are part of this metallic life it's it's a stage of that life and this term gets thrown out there called necroevolution right where this material it's dead it's not living it's metal but it's still evolving somehow right yeah. in an organic way so this term was actually coined by i think slm in this so it's it's necroevolution it's the concept of this dead thing still evolving somehow right am i am i summarizing that yeah accurately yeah, no, that's it. So you start exploring more and you see a person at one point and you want to find out who they, am I skip, make sure I'm not skipping and stop me if I skip anything here. I'm, I'm trying to hit the, the big points here. You see another person on this planet. Um, so you, you go to explore and you find out that, you know, there's a cave, you find the cave, you find them. They actually take you back to the cave at gunpoint. And this person's name is Rohitra. He's part of the Alliance. And you're talking to him. He's mad. Obviously this warring faction, there's a lot going on here. But as you talk to him, you start realizing he's like not fully aware of what the, what's going on here, right? He's still confused about the circumstance. You still don't fully know what's going on either. So another choice happens is, I think it's a choice. You have the, I think the choice to escape or stay with him. I chose to escape. So I got that side of it. Um, Cause I'm just like, I'm not messing with this guy. It's just risk. I'm gonna get out of here. He's on his own. He had some buddies with him too that were in the stupor, the kind of mm -hmm. childlike state. Did you guys make other choices than escaping, or did you choose to escape from a Rohitra, Rohitra as well, Ethan? Well, my first time through, I escaped from Rohitra and the group that's with him okay. in the cave, because there's some other survivors in there. I think you did mention that. Uh, this is the point where my second playthrough, I have not actually finished it up yet. Okay. Uh, so, so I was actually going to make the decision to stay with them. Uh, I just don't know how that's going to play out yet. But I didn't know. Apparently, we don't have a lander. I might be up a creek anyway <laughs> <laughs> what did you do i did not know that you could escape them so oh. i stayed with them tell me what happens when you stay the long conversation that crashed my steam deck you got past it eventually right yeah <laughs> um he eventually says he's waiting for confirmation that his crew made it back to the condor okay so that he can bring 
the two guys that are in a stupor to the condor. Yeah. He's just waiting for his captain to basically tell him what to do. Um, and so you are wanting to leave and like not sit around and he doesn't really believe you like what's going on, that there's something wrong. So you, he says, will you go check on the convoy that I'm waiting to hear from? And then you leave the cave and you drive over to where his convoy was supposed to be and there. That's when you find the truck full of dead bodies. Okay. So here you choose to escape and you find that truck with the dead bodies uh, okay. and you uncover through audio recordings yeah. that Rohitra has been sending the same message for, for like 450 days, 428 days. Yeah. And he, you start to realize that he is in, and I call this 51st dating, right? He wakes up every day nice, as it was the previous day. Yeah. And he just continues this cycle. Groundhog day, groundhog day, Groundhog daying as well, right? He, and he always builds a little cabin out of his waffles. <laughs> That's a 51st. <laughs> dude, 51st dates. That's classic. It's one of my favorite. Emily and I's favorite movie, I think. Yeah. That's our that's our cozy, relaxing That's movie. how I got Allie into Adam Sandler movies. I think that was Two the first one I showed her. <laughs> it's a good entry point for Adam Sandler because it's not so... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that's a uh, perfect way to describe him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is when I was like, this is when I was really invested in the story um, is when I'm like, dang, like that guy is just 428 days of this cycle. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to die here. And that's where I think this alliance pops up is that she's like, and this is where I think, I don't know if you have a choice not to, but you go help him, right? You yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to help him pretty much. You go back and help him. He is angry, right? He's like this. I'm going to take the battle to them. You know, he's. Obviously, these flies, these little metallic triangular flies are the culprit for everything that's going on. Um, and to your point, Ryan, you start uncovering that it's due to some sort of magnetic, electromagnetic interference with your brain, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like removing memory somehow and to the point of almost killing you. Or yeah. it does kill you, eventually kill you. So I think this is, did you guys all get the combat sequence where you're yeah. by a... Under a shield. Under a shield, shield shooting. shooting. Yeah. yeah. It felt inconsequential right i got an oh, achievement sure. that yeah. i killed a certain number of fifty thousand flies okay so did you get that was. yeah okay. did you get that too ethan i did not oh no i i i'm <laughs> wow I, weak I was, shooter yeah i was yeah. not getting the the game mechanic whatever they were going for there which mercifully it was short so <laughs> i thought it was just everyone got this so i feel much better he's like knowing that ethan didn't get this. ethan's staring down the barrel of his <laughs> yeah, what do i want to do with what, this how do i come yeah. no no be proud that was a real achievement nice so got it on you good guys. job good job no. um okay you do that whole sequence he's still angry um it's not working so you choose to take a flying saucer that he just has Back to the condor. Just sitting there. Because he wants to go back and get the big hey, artillery. Interesting enough, if you explore around a, a, a lot before you go to the cave, you actually find that flying saucer or another version another of one. laying in the sand. Yeah. I did find that um, one. I did not find that. Did, did you, you find fly the, it. the astronaut in the sand that is the, the basically the, the, the logo art? No, I didn't. I oh, didn't. No, that's, that's a brilliant spot um, because it's this beautiful vista. And then you've got this dead astronaut with the skull in the in the dang. I was wondering. It was, it was really interesting. Every time I found a body, I was like, "Is this the one?" No, that's not what it looks like. And, 
and he has a really intriguing journal that actually kind of tips what's happening with with everyone that you eventually learn with Rohitra. Dang. Yeah. So wait, did you say you could fly the saucer? Yeah, I flew it. Like manually? You just hop in. Did you do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you just get hop in. in. It, it acts like it acts like it's going to take off for you, but then it breaks and mm. uh yeah, Astro Gator was like this could be your way back up to the ship and mm. it just couldn't gain altitude enough. So you get to like Drag- sputter around and then it crashes with you in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That did not find that. It was so random, yeah. So anyways, you find a, a working That's why you were so, so confused when you're asking where are you at? And I was like, the UFO. Yeah, I'm like, you've, so you, you thought the I was UFO, way you're already further. back at the Condor. Yeah, because yeah. we were trying to talk about where we're at with the game without spoiling it for each other. Um, so yeah, you do eventually get into a working one, a working enough one to get back to the Condor. Rohitra flies it there, and he's on a mission to just destroy these, to avenge his comrades, right, basically. Right. He gets their comrades, biggest... That's nice. Thank you. He gets their biggest artillery, goes, sends it out to go fight them. Um, and you work your way up the condor. Really cool scale, I thought, of the condor. Huge. Okay, pause real quick. Okay. Their ship is called the condor, and I'm weird for thinking our thing was about gators. There's clearly an animal theme. Ship naming, though? And, and I just Firefly. Remember. The, not firefly, uh, dragonfly. Dragonfly. That's what your it's ship the, is. I think. Yeah. yeah the and, uh, come on. Yeah. Sure. Right. It's whatever, all whatever you need. Theme. Whatever you need. The whole game is animal theme. Yeah. It's all animals. Yeah. Turns actually, out no animals. You are a giraffe. There's really no animals actually, uh, other than the fish. You find fish on the planet. Yeah, there are fish. Um, you're back at the condor. You work your way up. You're kind of exploring again. This is where you can do some side stuff and you know read some journals and find out what's going on a little bit more for the alliance. But you get back to, or you get to kind of basically the, what would you call that? The command deck of the yeah. of the Condor. Mm. And Rohitra is still fuming, still angry. And he's prepping nukes to go and blow up all the flies and just obliterate. I don't know that we were explaining that enough. The flies like blanket the sky. There's swarm. like so many swarms blackout. of flies that yeah. they just like black out everything over you. And that's yeah. what you were fighting. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't touch it. Yeah. That's what like is impacting everyone on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. That is the most evolved state of the flowers and also the buildings you basically well, we'll get see. to that. Okay. There's more on that. I don't know if you picked it up. We'll see. Let's okay. see. So Rohitra is prepping to nuke them. He's angry. He's nuke mad. Them. You go. get to choose to nuke them or talk him out of it. Or you can negotiate with the flies and you settle world peace. Okay. And solve world hunger on that planet for everyone that's, that's dead. That's the seldom. That's you get a rare achievement. That's yeah, a that's very rare, rare achievement. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. But. So I guess the question did did either of you nuke him? Did you nuke him? I didn't. Did you nuke it? I tried to talk him out of nuking them, and he nuked them anyway. Oh, I was not expecting that. Who are you choosing? How there, did man? you lose? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm a horrible negotiator. It's, not even, it's like not even dice to roll. This isn't Baldur's Gate. It's like, this is it's like I'm not hey, in government. Should I nuke or no? And you said no, and he just doesn't believe you. That's amazing. Your deception skill is not good. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So I want to hear about this. What happens when you nuke them? It The, the screen flashes and everything, and then the flies, it does nothing to them. They go ahead and overwhelm the ship anyway. And oh, then, they come to the ship. And then what? Yeah. Your screen goes black and then the end credits rolled. No. That was the first. <laughs> oh, dude. dude. 
Wow. So we've got three different endings on uh, on our wow, hands okay. here. Dang. We've got three different endings here. That's so strange to me because I—that's the bad end. I thought right? that might end that way. I and think that's the. Yeah, bad I was end. like, surely it won't actually end the game. That's cool. And here's the crazy thing. This is why I love this game because it allowed you to have a horrible outcome. I love that. Yeah, that's good. But it was such an interesting story all along. I would have been a like, little pissed yeah. if it ended that way. I know you would have. Yeah, because yeah, all the crashes and like all <laughs> the time I. Your personality type. You're like this has to be. I would have lost time. sleep. You feel you feel like you wasted your time if you got that ending. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I would have no, lost sleep. I like that. I like knowing that there's actual different outcomes yeah. here. I'm glad it happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I do love that yeah. that's part of the game. I'm just glad it didn't happen. Okay, so Ethan's game is done now, right? So yeah. that's that's the end yeah, of his Ethan's game. Dead. Anything that I missed on your game there, Ethan, that you would want to touch on before we go into our endings? No, it sounds like I, all the way up until my ending, I was right there with you. Um, yeah, I, th- I, there's not any detail. Well, I I did do some. <laughs> so you felt like so you were side trying to get through the ship, trying to get through the condor. There's yeah. a lot that you go through with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once you're on the bridge, you try and negotiate. He doesn't believe you. He ends up trying to nuke it. And then the cloud takes you. Yeah. Basically. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. Okay. Ryan, I want to hear about your ending. You you convince him not to. So I got options you didn't get, but you got an option that I didn't. Get. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So I'm curious if you got this conversation. Anyway, I convinced him not to. He, he was like, wow, you have, you're so good at what you do that... <laughs> Oh, you know what? I wonder if he did because you escaped. He no, didn't have that I trust escaped. for you. I escaped. Oh, mm-hmm. and you talked him out of it. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. It's just Ethan. I have just no Ethan. idea. What you you're did. trying to. You're trying to bail him out. Somehow. I was trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, he doesn't nuke. It's, it's it's fine. I'm amazed. I've been married for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't nuke. Um, and you basically agree. Let's wait for the alliance, basically, to send the. The, uh, the Invincible, invincible yeah. the other ship, yeah. and you got to wait a few days. And it was kind of risky. He didn't know if we would survive that long. His brain was like kind of going crazy. Anyway, he agrees and then leaves the command deck. And I have this conversation with the Astrogator about what is actually going on on this planet. And it was like, it filled in all the gaps. Did you have that conversation about the Necroevolution? Uh, yeah, we I had that conversation on the bridge with Rohitra, though, where we were talking through. You could say, like, explain all. And it's like between oh, you and okay. the Astrogator explaining it to Maybe Rohitra. Was there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I felt like I got that back. You, you get it on the bridge. Okay. Yeah, you get it on the yeah. bridge before the nuke. Well, I, yeah. I want to hit on that first because that to me was like the coolest part of this is we don't totally know why, but somehow they think that there's like this ancient race that humans have been discovering the echoes of that were like extremely advanced way before humans were. And they've left these like artifacts and like they, we pretty much know they were real, but it's almost like a mythology at the same time. Like some people don't believe that that race ever existed. Yeah. Well, they believe that they may have had at some point either crash landed or stopped on this planet to explore like the fauna and all the animals and everything, because you find fossils throughout the game to prove at one point there was a bunch of animals here. Yeah. Well, they may have left and they, 
the story goes that they had robots that could make robots, basically. Like their robots were so advanced, they could create any robot for any purpose on the fly for like space travel. Kind of like AI, essentially. They talk about AI. Yeah. Yeah. And so this AI is like kind of, it just tries to like survive, right? So this race leaves, but leaves these robots and the survival, they're like basically competing with the animals on the planet. So the robots engage in creating better versions of themselves. And then their their theory is they wipe out so effectively all of the animals on the planet that now the resources are split between the robots themselves. And they're still trying to engineer the best form of robot to survive other robots. And it ultimately leads to evolution, what they call necroevolution, because these aren't living beings, Yep. all the way to the form of like the most potent, powerful form of life that can do the most damage is massive swarms of tiny flies that use like very little resource. It also uses uh, electromagnetic, yeah. you know, tech, whatever it is, electromagnetic to attack. attack yeah. Right? And, and so kill. it just like pulses electromagnetivity. They're not really sentient. They don't really know what's going on. They just, everything's a threat to them. Survive and grow. Yeah. That's it, right? Um, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. For me, that was like the kind of the, in the pinnacle of the story. I didn't really care how the game ended. I'm glad I didn't get in destroyed but i didn't really care how it ended after that because i was like oh, okay that what a cool concept like yeah. it finally makes sense and you finally get to see what's going on on the planet so i was glad to be taken by them <laughs> it was it was it was He's like you were so superior to us it was majestic it's very me, majestic take me away yeah. he just flies out with them just fades into black and well i'm curious if it actually killed your character because there's a there's a something you find on that ship that indicates that your character does not get killed by them ever. That, that's somewhat immune, almost immune yeah. to the yeah. They find um, in if you go in the medical ward of the Condor, you find a journal where a doctor was taking notes that some people are completely immune and unaffected by the f flies because the shock and terror of the swarm coming at them triggered their body to pass out. The flies would then deem that person neutralized. And when they were flagged neutralized, they were never unflagged again. That's what happened oh, to, okay. that's what happened to Yasna. Yasna. That's yeah. what, I don't think actually technically she might not be immune then. Is she immune then? Because if she, she just Hers was purely like a traumatic response. She lucked out that she passed out. out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, tell me your ending. Okay. Uh, I uh, led Rohitra. Rohitra? Rohitra, down to the medical ward where there's the um, cocoons for sleeping. Yep. And I load him, and we have this conversation. He says, are you going to stay here with me, or are you going to go to the nest? It gives me an option to go to the nest where all those flies are from. And me, being smart and not courageous, I said, I am absolutely not going to that nest. So I put him in the cocoon and his whole thing is like he goes you can't let me fall asleep because if i fall asleep i'll forget everything you've done for me and when the alliance comes they'll accuse you of being a part of this mess yeah. and you'll be either killed or thrown into prison yeah um and you basically say like don't worry about me 
and it fast forwards like three days and you see the um, invincible invincible landing on the planet and you go, Rohitra, it's time. They're here and he's asleep. And then the roll credits. And I was like, oh, I'm screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is screwed. Nice. Okay. So the other ending, I did look up that one actually, where you go to the swarm. The nest. The nest. Are you okay hearing what happens in the nest here? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, You, and it's, I just saw a video on YouTube. So it's like, Yasna goes to the nest and you see a bunch of them swarming together, not attacking you. And again, I don't get the full breadth of it here, but the. It's Cortana. The swarm makes the shape of Yasna's face. Yeah. And then I think the game ends or something like that. So anyways, I don't know what that means. She's the queen. She's the queen. I don't know. Okay. So my different ending, it's prompted by the fact that also real quick, did you guys pick up a vial of the flies at one point, like a big container of the flies? Did yeah. you ever pick that up? Did you carry it with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get any choices with that? I didn't carry it with me. I remember seeing it, but I didn't take it with oh, me. Oh, you know what? I picked it up and then I got attacked by the swarm. You picked it up, right? At one point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You. It was on you. Uh, just to clarify and I'll explain why. I choose to not send the nukes, um, but I have an option to, to request the rover or the, the shuttle to land on the top of the condor. The condor has a landing bay at the very top. So the logic here is that, to your point, if he falls asleep, the alliance will find you, kill you, because there's really nothing to justify here. So my logic was like, yeah, if I'm here and they're going to see what happened, they're going to blame me. Uh I either propose or Rohitra proposes leaving your journal, everything that you've documented in. And I choose to leave the journal for Rohitra to read and give to the invincible so that it warns them. They can figure out what's going on faster than we did. And I can take the shuttle up out of here, get out of Dodge. I'm good. He's for the most part, good invincible. Who knows what happens with them, but they get the notebook to give them a head start. So I choose that option. When you're getting in the shuttle, it lands at the very top of the condor. You, hold up the the container and you have the option to bring the container with you full of the flies or to leave it. So another choice, another choice. So I chose to leave it obviously, right? I'm not bringing these flies back to the ship or earth or earth. Yeah. I appreciate that. Right. Um, so yeah, I took the shuttle happy ending. I go back, you know, that's it. I fly out of there. Um, end of game. So no way you survived. I survived. I went back to the ship. Yeah. So, Interesting I ending. I know that was an option. We had yes. a range of, I'm shocked yeah. by the range of actual outcomes that were possible. And the fact that we I got I feel like them. George would have nuked him on purpose. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Right. He wouldn't have lost the conversation. He would have chosen. <laughs> he he would have said, <laughs> if you don't nuke him, I will. Yeah. He would have pushed the button. Which there is. I think, I think uh, Yasna can't actually yeah. choose. He definitely to nuke strikes him. me as the type of person that we accept the challenge. Talk Rohitra down. I'm going to push the button. Yeah. <laughs> I Not I you. Be the I'll do it. Charge. Go to sleep Rohitra. So guys, I, I don't know. I th- that uh, that conversation actually was very surprising to me. Us just now, the the range here that was cool. Yeah. Um, I I think this is a like I said, this is a really fun game. It's a story. It's a mystery. Um, and yeah, I think I think I really again, if Steam Deck and technical things aside, I recommend this game from the story perspective. If you like stories and if you, if you like a slow, relaxed type of game, yeah. If you're if, into sci-fi, if you are at all a if you are at all a choose your own adventure book type person, this is definitely the kind of game that you you would gravitate toward, I would think. For sure. 
Anything else, guys, on the Invincible before we move on to our next segment? No, let's move on. Well, one last thing on the Invincible. Something that makes me feel invincible is Magic Mind. Ooh, <laughs> good segue. Um, Magic Mind, if you didn't know, is a two-ounce uh, energy drink, focus shot. booster shot. Uh, yeah, it's more of a shot, right? A yeah. um, lot of ingredients that help with focus, that help with attention. Um, it's energy. got energy. Yeah, matcha, nootropics, adaptogens, low sugar. Low sugar is a perk that it's like you're not just filling yourself with something that's going to crash. Big me. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. Uh, and this is something that Ryan and I have taken for a while now. Um, both of us drink too much coffee and I use it as a something to complement my coffee drinking. So it's like, I'll have a cup and then I'll have a magic mind. Um, I replace coffee with it. Did you, you fully replaced? I'll drink decaf coffee now. Oh, no way. I will drink the magic mind instead of coffee. No way. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you, you are, uh, you are free of the caffeine. Yeah. The jitters. That's Dang. what got to me is like probably 10 AM, yeah. 11 AM. I was getting real jittery. Yeah. So this is, this is, I feel like an equivalent boost I get from coffee yeah. and I never get that like anxious kind of jittery feeling, yeah. you know, that knot in my stomach before lunch. Well, and uh, kind of to that is that when, and I think probably everyone has different experience with it, but I get a genuine like focus rush after having it, after, like after drinking, like after 15 minutes, I'd say of drinking it, I'm like more focused than usual. And I, I feel that like, that's when I've been editing shorts actually, is I'll take one of those and then edit shorts and I'm like focused into right. it. So yeah. It's um, like the movie Limitless. <laughs> Dude, I love that movie. As a kid, I no really liked it. No about it, but no. that's a pretty good movie. Why does, why does that exist? You should not have been yet? watching that as a child. I was probably older. I was, I was, I think I was in high school. Okay. Um, but anyways, if you want to try out magic mind, we have a January promo. Uh, they have a January promo to, going on right now where it's, um, you sign up for three months, you get a month free. Um, but also using our offer code, which is BLG 20, you can get 20% off, but also using their subscription option, you get another like 36% off. I'm doing math right there. So you get a total for 56% off the shots get down to $3. Um, and again, you can find that on magicmind.com slash Jan J A N Bush league games. Um, and again, the month of January is where they have this promo going on Bush with a C Bush with a C offer code is BLG 20. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, We've been liking it though. Your name is Bush. Ch. Busk. Bush. 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 Yeah. German. Guys, Xbox Developer Direct 2024. They did this last year. The big thing that came out last year was that Hi Fi Rush was shadow dropped. Big surprise. Really cool. This one, yeah, Ryan's, uh, Ryan's shrugging. Doesn't really Did you still play Rush. it? No. No. And I, I liked it when I played it for a little bit. So, they highlighted, this is going to be, it looks like a yearly recurring thing where they highlight specific Xbox game developers different every year about what they're working on, what's coming out this year, right? So these are all 2024 games that are coming out. They highlighted Obsidian, which is working on Avowed, which mm -hmm. we saw two years ago. Did they ever finish Grounded? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's out. Yeah. Um, I think it's still, it's like live, it's like a live service type thing. That was a game I thought we'd play more. I could still go back to it. It was fun when we did the beta. The beta was fun. Yeah. Avowed, which is very much like a first person uh, Elder Scrolls like Elder Scrolls. game, yeah. right? Um, you've got magic, you got different things going on, dual wielding hands, swords. Um, what I saw in this trailer was that they actually had someone with dual wielding wands. So they were casting spells, like, you know. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Pretty cool. Uh, did you watch this? Yeah. Ethan, you didn't watch the developer direct, right? So just. I didn't get a chance to. No. Okay, for the audience. So. Um, 
I'll focus on asking Ryan the questions here, but hop in if you have any questions, Ethan, for us. You can be the layperson here. Uh, I'm you- always a layperson, so finally. <laughs> my yeah. enlightened brain, Jacob, asked me a question. Yeah, you're really good at talking people down from nuking. That's um, right. So they showcase like custom loadouts. They focus on combat a lot, actually, in this trailer or in this like developer deep dive. Yeah. Where it's showing like you can quickly swap between, you know, magic type loadouts or sword based loadouts. There's guns in this game, right? It's like like a blunderbuss almost something like that. Didn't love that. Didn't love that either. I was hoping for more of a fantasy, purely fantasy. Totally agree. Yeah. But what'd you think of this so far? Because we've been somewhat a little cold on this because it looked a little like very soft elder. Elder Scrolls, a bit dated. What did you think about this? This made me want to play it more. Okay. Um, I think the variation in the gameplay looks pretty good. It reminds me, we keep, it's it's going to be impossible not to compare it to like Skyrim. Yeah. Um, It's like a more vibrant version of like a fantasy world, right? Brighter colors, more light, all that stuff. Uh, What I thought was interesting was the dual wielding, which... It was the first time I ever saw that. The first time I ever saw it was Halo 2. Second time I ever saw that <laughs> was uh, Skyrim, where it's like you're, I would like conjure with one hand. So I'm like conjuring something and then shooting fireballs with the other. Yeah. And that was like the coolest thing in the world to me. And then you switch to this hand, like ice spikes, and you're like, ice spike, fireball, ice spike, fireball. They very much are doing that in this game. Yeah. And I'm glad they are. It looks like they basically took that and were like, okay, now we're adding status effects. So a big thing was like they froze an enemy with one hand. They used a wand to freeze an enemy. And then they had like a sword in the other and then like broke them like glass. Yep. And that that stuff's awesome to me. So I'm excited to see what all they've come up with. They kind of just kept teasing. There's a lot there. So like all the combinations of magic you can use with all the combinations of weapons, there's just a ton of ways to kill enemies. I can't wait to see that. Um, That's something I could definitely get into. I don't know, but it's still not grabbing me. You know what I mean? Oh no, it's not. It's not grabbing me. Um, After playing, and again, this it's fitting a niche where it's first person fantasy RPG, right? We just played a turn-based RPG, be it Baldur's Gate, the best Mm -hmm. it'll probably ever be. So I'm comparing things still to that setting and the graphics there and all that stuff, which isn't fair probably. Um, But I'm also comparing it to Starfield, which I just came off of. And it's like, I don't know if I'm ready to go back into a Bethesda-like RPG, right? That's very much a mood. It's very much like you're going to be doing what we just talked about, not like new. We're going to be digging through everything, managing your your you know carrying capacity i'm making assumptions but you i'm assuming open world fatigue open world fatigue a bit actually yeah, yeah. you're open world limp i am playing cyberpunk right now though so that's I, I i that's not necessarily wow. the case but i guess for fantasy so anyways what i'm trying to say here is that <laughs> i'm comparing this to recent experiences and it's hurting it um and i'm not it's not doing anything too uniquely new to me so that's kind of what it's it's, it's not like differentiating itself yeah yet. i think that's true so we haven't we, seen uh, anything like uniquely new no. Are we in a post Baldur's Gate 3 world where the industry is going to have to raise the bar yeah. for RPGs to uh, be acceptable on any level now? Uh, yeah, I think to yeah. to impress now, right? I think there's a new bar set, right? I feel honestly, I feel like Skyrim has held that bar for too long. Yeah. And I do think now 
Baldur's Gate has set it so high. George said it so well. It was like, it doesn't present the illusion of choice. It gives you choice. Yeah. And every other game presents the illusion of choice. It, that's incredibly hard to do. Now, Larian did it. I don't, I don't know everything behind that studio, but um, going into an open world game where I don't have, they're like showing what kind of turned me off a bit was like some of the dialogue a little bit. You it, know felt, I mean? it felt Bethesda-like. It felt Bethesda-like, and it was like, oh, I know those choices don't matter. Like, I know they're <laughs> like, we're making you choose hard choices. And I'm like, no, you're not. No one's going to die. Like, your party's probably fine, and we just know better, right? We've seen this We've seen this for so long. And so I'm being picky, and I'm comparing it to Baldur's Gate 3, where, like, I am sweating. I'm literally like my wife walks in and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, just watching cops. I, I might've just killed Will. You know, it's like yeah. one of the members of my team might've yeah. just died and I'm so worried about it. Yeah. I, I There's think not a lot of games that can do that. It has an uphill climb, at least for me personally. And that's no fault to it. It's just with my recent experiences. Yeah. Um, it's going to be game pass. So I'm going to try it. I'll try it. Yeah. It's fall 2024. Sure. Okay. Next up, we've got Ninja Theory. I'm going to briefly touch on this because Nick's not here to talk about it too much. Yeah, but yeah. Senua Saga Hellblade 2 got an actual release date. It's coming out May 21st, 2024. This is the first time I've ever actually wanted to play Senua Saga after watching it this. It does look incredible. I think this is maybe the best looking game on Xbox yeah. if they deliver on what they've been showing. Yeah. They're showing gameplay that looks better than anything I've seen on Xbox. So I'm not sure it'll look like that on Xbox. I'm trying to like temper my expectations. Yeah, which is fair. But I'll be blown away. Well, What's it called again? Hellblade. I'm sorry. Senua Saga colon Hellblade 2. It's a weird title. Yeah, it is weird. Shouldn't it be Hellblade 2 colon Senua Saga? I thought it was. No, I corrected my notes. You can double check. Double check me. Okay. I, lo- I, lo- love, a good, uh, I love a good fact check mid-show. Um, but anyways, Nick texted me a specific quote that I'm sure he would like me to share. Uh, that this comes from the developer. Senua isn't a superhero. She is fighting for survival, and we want the player to experience and feel her struggle. So this is a dude. Mot- I heard that, and I literally said, "Nick just pooped in pant- his pants." <laughs> I remember thinking that so vividly, and we get a text that exact quote he typed out. I'm he like, "Oh, he's gonna like he's gonna put that on his mirror." And one thing that I did, I was impressed by, is You're that right. there, there were um, yeah. So it's a Senua's weird, Saga Hellblade Two. It's a weird title. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool though, that the highlight is that they're working with mental health professionals to accurately, or at least fairly depict what psychosis is actually like, um, which, you know, we threw around those words. Scary. It, yeah. It's definitely, it's a darker game, right? It's dealing with mental health. It's dealing with a darker side. Okay. Did, did we see a trailer of this? We've seen trailers year? for this. We've seen uh, trailers like for this for the last years like, ago. Three years, yeah. every oh, year. Okay. Yeah. It's, okay. it's been going on for probably too I'm long. I'm up to speed. I don't know. When I, the, with the name. With Cinema Saga, I thought y'all were getting into JRPGs or something. That's good guess. Have that, yeah. <laughs> when the Xbox Series X was announced, they announced it along with this game, saying this is what games will look it's like. What the Series X can do, Series X can do yeah. in four years. And we um, had to see it. Okay, so let's move on from that. Is that okay? Yep. All right, the next developer was a surprise one. This one's not announced. Square Enix snuck in here. This is not an Xbox developer. Yeah, I didn't expect that. It was a surprise. Okay. Yeah. Um, and really, uh, hence the, why you said surprise like three times before I said, that. yeah, yeah, yeah right. yeah. right. That word usually means surprise. I can confirm. <laughs> I did not expect that. Yeah. <laughs> I was startled to say the least. So Xbox has been criti- Xbox has been criticized uh, in contrast to Sony for not having enough Japanese games. Right. And Sony has that in spades. 
Yeah, I mean... Japanese developer. Yeah. Japanese publisher. Come on. You know. Not a fair fight. But Xbox is really leaning into it. That's They've got a lot of Capcom games. Um, they've been really leaning into the Yakuza series, so they've been getting that on Game Pass. Um, and with this specifically Square Enix, they're partnering more and more with getting those games on Game Pass. So this looks like one of those. They didn't... I don't think officially announced that this is going to come to Game Pass, but they showed off Visions of Mana, which is a you know a game in the vi- in the Mana series. I don't know if you've played any of like Secrets of Mana. No. A lot of the 8-bit era, 16-bit era, RPG game usually. This is their kind of first step into 3D for this franchise. So it's like... Oh, is it? Yeah. So this is... And they talked about it in there where they were showing like, okay, we had to translate what these sprites in this world look like into an actual 3D model. Uh, I would say this world looks like Fortnite. Like the art design is just straight Fortnite colors, Fortnite trees, Fortnite dirt. Now that you say that, I was thinking like a more colorful Breath of the Wild. I was thinking that too, but go back and watch the trailer. It looks just like you could have thrown these characters and these creatures onto the Fortnite map and it would have fit the same way you, sh- you saw here. And I, don't, I don't mean that negatively at all. I think the Fortnite map looks beautiful. I really like that art design, but they're going with that art design. Mm. And it's an action adventure combat game yeah. where there's a lot of aerial combat. It's RPG. Uh if this is Game Pass, this is actually something that I would just try. Yeah, I would try it. An open world adventure RPG, um, maybe a little bit more lighthearted, right? We get a lot of the dark, gritty, realistic things. I I might have room for more of the cartoony side of it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't slept in years. All the Elden Ring, God of War. Spooky. It stays with you. Spooky. Yeah. Dark stuff. Um, that's coming summer 2024. So big Square Enix collaboration. This next one, I was so happy. This was me pooping my pants, to your point about Nick. Uh, Oxide Games comes out, and Oxide I was not familiar with. I, I, ne- I didn't hear about this developer. I didn't know Xbox. They were under Xbox's publishing label. Um, Oxide is working on a game called, Air, is it Ara, right? Oh, yeah. Ara, History Untold. Yeah. It's a 4X turn-based strategy game. You're going to love this game. Does you Do you play 4X games? It's Did Grant- you play like Civ and? Oh yeah, he's just making assumptions because yeah. you PC game, right? He's putting you typecasting. Right. We've talked to him about you like games. flight simulators. He played the Civ we did play. You played like Civ two. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was on that episode. Yeah, yeah. what am I talking Get over about? Yourself, Jacob. He, so here, did, have you heard about this at all? So this wasn't announced no. at this, which I was shocked by. This was not announced at this direct. It was just subtly rolled out, you know, a while ago. They, like tweeted about it or something. It, there was like an IGN trailer for it. But anyways, this is like a very well-built 4X kind of grand strategy turn-based game. Um, It's using historical civilizations and leaders. It's leaning more into a kind of diverse victory condition. So it's not all military-based. They're they're trying so hard to not get me to dominate the world. And it's just not going to work. I'm going to nuke everyone. This was more enticing because military was like one of like... 10 other options you yeah. could do. So that yeah. that has me interested. They Those have, are 10 obstacles to overcome on my way to world domination through military force. They described a, what they called it a living world where it's procedurally generated and the world's actually changing with your civilization. Ethan, you can appreciate this. You don't see that in other 4X Civ, you know, Civ or hum, humankind. The land stays the land, right? Mm-hmm. And what they yeah. showed here is that like, this land might become more fertile and it might be turned into a forest or like this river might go away. Like they show that this, this land, this living world is adapting to how you 
are handling it. I love that. That's brilliant because that's one of the things about those games is once you learn how to use the land strategically, you just steamroll basically. Yeah. But if the land is, is changing, then you have to adapt your strategy if you're going to try and take over the world or yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Seems a little too hard. You, I want to learn to adapt to the world, and I want to dominate you, it. You play these games softly, right? You're not like diehard 4X. I play them hard. <laughs> you you dabble. You don't really play these much, though, right? This genre of game. I only Civ. And, and I've dabble. played. I know I've played a ton of Civ. Five and six. Five and six. Okay. I've probably put in about two hundred hours. So you, yeah, that's more than dabbling, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you've only played Civ, right? That's the only only Civ. 4X game. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the other differentiating only world thing, domination. the only the other differentiating factor is they they talked about a crafting system here where using resources that you're either trading or finding by expanding your empire, you can craft different military classes or different, you know, structures. So yeah. that's also unique to this genre. Usually that's like, you've got, you know, one resource it's time a lot of the time, or you got currency and time. And usually those are the things that are like limiting what you can craft. This is actually, and you know, I would say argue also there's resources in Civ and humankind also. Um, but this is taking a crafting angle, which is unique too. So I think there's enough here to differentiate itself from Civ and humankind, mm-hmm. which are kind of the two that I look at right now. Yeah. And it's going to be on game pass uh, day one. So this was something I was like, texting you guys jumping up and down about because this is very exciting to me. It's, um, yeah, a new it looks game. really good. I will be playing this. The last thing shown was Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. This has been, you know, we, we got an announcement that Indiana Jones was going to be, you're going to get a new Indiana Jones game. This is made by Machine Games. And you got a full cinematic and gameplay trailer today. It's a first-person game, which kind of surprised people because... You know, they're expecting Uncharted, right? Yeah. Getting an Uncharted game, but it's Indiana Jones branded. I think differentiating themselves from Uncharted was smart to go first person. I agree. Yeah. And Machine Games is familiar with making first person games. They make, I think, the Wolfenstein series. So what they showed is that it's very much uh, the, the three comp, the three mechanic types are you've got combat, which is first person combat, where you've got a whip. You've got hand-to-hand combat, and you sometimes have a gun. It looked like they were very much pushing the whip hand-to-hand combat first, which is consistent with Indiana Jones as a character. I thought it was cool because no other game has a whip. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the one thing about that character for some reason is like, oh, this is like great combat potentially, right? Yeah. Because no other character is going to have that. And it looked cool. Like it, it showed him like you aim and whip someone's leg. You whip him out from under them, you know. Choke him out. There's stealth. That's another element here that there's a stealth gameplay. I was kidding, but I'm does not, Indiana Jones kill people? Yes. Is this like a Batman scenario or is he going to kill people. Oh, sure he does. Yeah. Dude, well, the they most, did a lot of like punching. The, Lost Ark, the famous. The guy does the, the, the uh, sword and then he just takes his gun out and shoots Dude, one oh, of the you're coolest right, scenes you're right, you're ever right. in any movie. Yeah, you're right. Right? That's one of the coolest scenes. So yeah, you get him confused with Batman. No, this is great. I, I'll play it. It's just they better have uh, Fate of Atlantis uh, Easter egg or reference somewhere in this game. So uh, this is set between Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Last Crusade. Is I'm that not okay? Sure what no, Fate of Atlantis. It, is. You guys, it's it's before you guys were born, but there was a Lucas. Well, all of these game, were I think. Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's true. But uh, Lucas <laughs> Wow. Jones and the fate of Atlantis. Did you guys ever see that? No. Or, okay. 
Yeah, that was an that was an early nineties PC game for me. Oh, the old three eighty six. I'm sorry. Was it point? Was it a point and click or was it? Yeah, yeah. It was very similar to like the twenty uh, fifth anniversary Star Trek game, where yeah, it was just a. Did you have to crank your computer so that you would have electricity to play yep. it too? Yep. It was in black and white. Yeah, had to had to go out and kick the donkey to make it you know run a little faster <laughs> on the treadmill. Nice. Um, I I still get. I'm having I have a hard time with Indiana Jones ever since Steven Spielberg took Indiana Jones and killed him in that horrible fourth movie. I never saw the fourth movie. Did he the die in that Skull? movie? No, no, no. He didn't die, but he killed like the spirit of Indiana Jones. Right? It was the worst cinema I've ever seen I in my life. Shia LaBeouf. Okay. You're talking Shia about LaBeouf was the best Skull. thing and about that movie. Honestly, that movie is not as bad as people make it out to be. No, it is. <laughs> the, dude, the end is so... It's so cringy and horrible. It's I have like, to watch it. Bad. I, I can I can debate that with you. Ooh, oh, it's spicy. Ooh. Okay, I have to watch this now. I guess I'll have to. I think this is on Disney Plus right now. I think because it's Lucasfilm, they've got all those. The rest yeah, of all those. I just I haven't been able to look Indy in the face and take him serious. Since. Have you seen the new movie, oh, Ethan? Yeah. Oh, I never did. How's the new movie? The most recent one. It, it was okay. Oh. I was entertained. I'll okay. put it that way. Okay. Yeah. I love uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. She's hilarious. So. That was actually the pull for that movie for me. That, that's like Still his grand, granddaughter, I think, She's in not, it. Not, yeah, not so much a funny character in this movie. Oh, but, really? Uh, Bummer. Yeah. Okay. No, she plays it kind of straight. But anyway. This looks interesting, right? This looks good. Um, Todd Howard is apparently behind this from a leadership perspective. He's always wanted to make a Indiana Jones game. He pitched it to Lucasfilm. If there are aliens in this game, I'm going to lose it. I'll be livid. Yeah, I know that's a Crystal Skull spoiler. So. Yeah. Livid. If if in some future argument, if I have to let me calibrate this, what is your thoughts on um, Cowboys versus Aliens? The uh, hated it. Okay, yeah, we can debate this then. Yeah. <laughs> How, I, hey, I will, I will I say will that's way you, better. But it'll be an interesting. This sounds way sound, better than Indian this sounds though. like a wannabe net network produced. Yeah. Uh, I content. I can't I'm, even stomach Gabe's those. opinion on this. I already know I'm gonna not like it. No, he might align with. So here. He he usually takes. I feel like Gabe has he has a unique eye where he usually takes, he takes the, the, the divergent or just the divergent take. Right? You're right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like if everyone liked this, it's likely Gabe didn't like it. That's or what vice I mean. versa. That's what I mean. The so negative he, of like he's gonna fall on one of your sides. Whoever here. he hears first, he's gonna be the opposite of. So <laughs> I curious. want you to state your case, and then me and Gabe will just pummel you. <laughs> I can't wait. You're expecting to be on your side. The yeah. thing about Gabe is he's great. At undermining the side that he doesn't agree with, he's very good at he's that. A, he's a good debater. Okay, good debater. That's coming out twenty twenty four. We don't have a specific quarter or season for it. So that is the Xbox Developer Direct. I think that was an A for a Developer Direct, right? There's yeah five solid Great. games. Um, and I'm interested. This is for the whole year. Xbox's slate of games looks pretty solid this year. Now, yeah, we just talked about our most anticipated games this year. Avowed was on there tentatively. Senua Saga was on there for Nick. But I didn't have anything Square Enix. It's still probably not on there. Oxide, though. Um, That's my most anticipated of this. Indiana Jones, I would throw in there, too. That looks that looks very good. I, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, guys. Um, I have a couple small segments here. Uh, I just want to touch recently on... Actually, I'm going to skip the, the NVIDIA one for now. If that's okay with you guys, unless you guys really want to talk about it, do you want to talk about it? No. Okay, we're going to skip this. We'll save. You this think there'll another. be a skin in Indiana Jones where he's got no pants and just chaps? It, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. You think? That's got to be a skin. With the whip. 
What, is that a reference to anything, or is that no, just, like, just your, like your imagination? Indiana Jones with chaps and a this whip. is a wish. This is a That's wish list. Hilarious. Kind of, yeah. Any, anyone with cha- anyone with chaps. Yeah, without pants. Without pants. We're I, avoiding I saying say a word. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something less chaps. Yeah. Less chaps. There's. It's never not funny. Donkey less chaps. Yeah. Can we just call them donkey less chaps donkey-less from now on? Chaps. Um, I did. I'll, I'll say this about the Nvidia, Nvidia thing. The Starfield remake or HD or director's cut, whatever they end up doing in about ten years' time, is going to be amazing with that technology in place. But I agree. I think everything's going to be better with this technology. Quite frankly, it's going to be a lot easier. Let's to make talk about it. We're talking about it, Ethan. You you open the door. I, we got to talk about it. <laughs> Nvidia Nvidia recently released a Ace demo. Ace stands for Avatar Cloud Engine. Um, it's a basically model that uses LLM, it uses voice to text, text to voice. So you can sit there and straight up, you know, I think theoretically be in VR here, right? That was, I think the concept or that's how they showed it was first person, or you could just be in a game and you say, you know, you go walk up with this bartender, you're investigating something in a cyberpunk like world. Hey, Steve, what, you know, what's going on lately? And I got this horrible rash. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. There's there's potential for that, but in this case it goes, yeah. There's this bandit, this crime lord. Um, okay, where can I find him? And this person's saying this. The the player is saying these things, and the AI is responding. And I say AI. This is just it looks like a, a normal game NPC, and it's responding responding accordingly to what you're saying. So theoretically, you could just take this and say, yeah, how is that rash doing? Did it clear up yet? And it would respond in context with a fully you know formed you know, sentence. Yeah. And it would go, it would say it to you back. So what this is, is opening up potential for, you know, these NPCs that have three lines, right? Uh, I took an arrow to the knee. I used to be an adventurer, blah, blah, blah. That whole thing, like it, that thing's good. That's going to go away theoretically in the future. Like when shadow heart, every time I talk to her, she's like, hello lover. I like that though. That, that, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, no, no. Yes, she yeah, will yeah. say. It's a little repetitive. She'll have more compliments. Yeah, for come you. on, boo thing. Like, call me something else. <laughs> but that's the, the really, though, when you open it up to LLMs and cloud based LLMs, you do have kind of an open slate. So here's what's kind of, I would love this. I don't, I'm sure there'll be so many blocks to keep this from happening. But imagine we're all talking about a game that incorporates this sort of AI language model. What if like the game just decided they hated you and like you can't get answers from anyone? That would be hilarious. Yeah. If we're like talking and it's like, oh, I went to the bar and this guy like gave me this info and I was like, no one would talk to me. Everyone gave me bad answers. (laughs) They sent me to the wrong place every time. And like there's, there's actually a hilarious potential there where like the, the background, these are things that developers can bake into the game, but it takes such extra work. But the background effects of conversations you have, like if they establish this guy's cousins with this guy on the other side of the city, that's all they have to do. You wrong this guy and he gets a phone call from his cousin. The developers just can't keep up with all of that, right? But the AI could. The AI knows, and it's like, hey, I'm not going to give you anything. I'm actually going to send you on this wild goose hunt on a quest that doesn't matter. That would be incredible. 
it opens up the true choice even yeah. more, right? Like consequences in a game. So basically, they can't put this game is sixty hours long. No, now. yeah, it's it is, and it is a hundred to two hundred hours, depending on the choices that you make. Unless you're Ryan and the game hates him, yeah, then it's three hundred hours. It is right, yeah, because you know? he keeps <laughs> asking ends, he, like instantly. They just everyone shoots me. He keeps asking yeah. AI about their rashes, and that's just what he does the entire time for the whole yeah. game. Yeah, the game. No, the game's like this guy just wants to know about my rash. They're like, please, please Google this. <laughs> like, we're, I'm not going a, I'm through not this. Trained, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a trained this professional. Is, Go see your doctor. Chat GPT. We're not going to help you with your rash. I, I will say it, it is incredible technology. I had a chance to to watch it uh, a little bit of it as well, and it's great. The thing I keep coming back to, though, and not to be the Debbie Downer, but we did just go through this massive actor strike this last year. Yep. Right? Oh, true. And part and parcel to that was the voice actors wanting certain protections yeah. from AI development. And now we're seeing why this is exactly the thing that they're afraid of because it could very potentially put them out of work. So all of those canned lines that they speak for hours and hours on the end, somebody's not going to get paid for that. Now. Well, Ethan here, let me ask you this, like brief summary of that. Cause that's a really good point. I wanted to segue to that a little bit. Mm. Do you see this type of AI use as a net good or net bad for the video game industry at large? I think for the video game industry, this is a huge boon. I mean, this is this is the thing that happens. It's the advancement of technology, and it's going to enhance our ability to disappear into those worlds that we want to disappear into. It, it's going to be great for that. The, the thing is, like everything with AI, there's there are going to be uh, down downsides to it. And I think it is going to fundamentally shift how the industry does business. And a lot of people are going to be out of work. People that have made money being voice actors for a long time. And I think that's something that shouldn't be ignored. Yeah, not ignored, but I do think it's a product of advancement, right? And every, you know, every big technological technological leap that humans have made. Technological? Te help me, what's the word? Technological. Technological. Okay. What's the word that you couldn't say last week? I don't know week? what you're talking What's about. the word you couldn't say last? Nick just quoted the other day. Oh, what is that? Come back, think about it. Anyways. Yeah. And I, every, I left hard on that one. Yeah, every big technological leap, um, industries go away, right? When the car was invented, the horse and buggy industry disappeared almost other than... Uh, they took our jobs. It, that's going to be the case with technology. And I'm not saying that like, hey, get over it. I'm just saying that's a reality of advancements and usually advancements result in a better outcome. I'm wondering if there will be somewhat of like a royalty thing where it's like, hey, can we use your voice? Oh, that's for sure what they're gonna do. Yeah, so like you say a, a bunch of lines, the AI is like, oh, we got this voice and now it's captured. They can say whatever they want. And then you get like just a little off the top. But that doesn't change the fact- It won't be as much, Well, sure. It, there's gonna be less jobs too because that's yeah. gonna just be reused. Like I'm gonna give my voice to every game they want and then you're just an It'll NPC stored on Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. yeah. And they just pull from a, a, a catalog of 100 people and they only need to use those 100 people for NPCs now. Maybe I could put my Mario voice on there. <laughs> that could be my shot, dude. Uh, but anyways, guys, I wanted to touch on that. It's very interesting. It's cool. Um, but to Ethan's point, there's a lot of concerns for just AI and the art space in general. I can do Mickey Mouse too. Let's hear that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and you're not oh, breaking copyright law. You're not. I'm no. not. I can say whatever I want. Try to get us <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Anything else with Mickey? Mickey's not as good as my Mario. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. 
Okay, guys, let's get into our last segment here. It, we can keep it brief since this is uh we talked about the invincible more and I'm glad we did because it's, it was more interesting than I expected that end conversation, but this is running. This is, this is going to challenge uh, a long episode. So let's get into our forever young segment. Okay. Doesn't apply to you, Ethan. What, what does that mean? Cause he's old. Oh, wow. You're just gonna just throw. He was out. making fun of us for being, young. that's true. You did throw a little shade at you guys. Weren't even bored yet. Yeah. Right? You did well, do that. Yeah. No, that's yeah. It's, <laughs> you reap what you sow. Full circle. Yeah. circle. <laughs> Threw in the towel. I got thick skin. It's old. Okay. All right, boys. We're going back it's to old. <laughs> we're going back to our childhoods or not here. Uh, <laughs> not yeah. Or mid adulthood. I was twenty here actually. So, January twenty sixth, twenty ten. Oh. You were seventeen. Sixteen. Seventeen. Sixteen. I was sixteen. Sixteen. I was twenty. On January. Ethan, you don't have to share. 32. 32. Oh, nice. I'm going to go into movies briefly here. This very little came out in January of 2010. You got the Tooth Fairy with Dwayne. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> and you got the Book of Eli. Good, oh, okay. Book of Eli movie. was not bad. Denzel. Yeah, That's that a great was a movie. good movie. It's a great movie. That's it, really. There was not much else that came out then. Tooth Fairy. I never saw the Tooth Fairy. I never saw it either, but I just remember like, man, what a horrible money grab can i petition to us just calling the rock from now on just Dwayne? not even Dwayne the rock just Dwayne. I, that's what i call him Dwayne. yeah whenever i see him okay Dwayne johnson Dwayne. Dwayne. um music a little bit better here uh you get vampire weekend's release of contra which the album contra which had hits like horchata white sky and holiday not bad i love that album justin bieber releases a single baby featuring ludicrous not relevant to anyone here. Not a big milestone. No, not big. Uh, just I respect Biebs for what he is. Jay Biebs fans. Yeah. Steve Aoki releases the remix of Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi. It's so good. That's the original song's great. That song's even better. And then lastly, Edward Sharp and Mag Magnetic Zeros releases a single, Home. Yeah, no, I don't know that one. You would recognize it. And I'm not okay. going to sing it because I'm not a good singer. Oh, sing it. Nope. Sing it. Home, let me come home. Home is wherever I'm with you. That's it. Those are oh, the yeah, of course I know that song. You do, right? You could have sang that better. This, there's whistling in it, right? It's almost too good. We're getting copyright strike. Dude, do you recognize that song? I'm a good whistler, bro. You don't know that song? It's pretty Maybe good. Maybe my AI can pick up my whistle. You're, you think you have a Korean voice acting, don't I, you? Mouth, mouth noises. It's, it's not that I think. It's like, why have I not started? So I meant to look up the actual game here to make sure we didn't go over this one before, because I feel like we, oh no, no, we didn't. We didn't go over this. We went over this in a different segment at one point. But anyways, January 26, 2010. Any one guess from either of you, or do you just want to go right into some hints? This is my sophomore year of high school. Sophomore year. You want any hints? Just a, a light was, hint? Junior year was Skyrim. So sophomore year was Mass Effect 3. No. Dang. I thought that was a really good guess. Mass Effect 3, no. Do you want an, a hint? 11. Do you want a hint? Yeah. Xbox and yeah. PC. Okay, and I can go further for you. It's a sequel. Mass Effect 2? Mass Effect 2. Oh! Ethan! <laughs> nice. Uh, Ryan, you were so close. I tried not to give that away with my face. Um, I The way you looked at me, I was like, I got it. And then you said no. Because you said Mass Effect, and I was like, dang, no hints? 
Dang, for some reason I thought three was before. Yeah, Mass Effect 2 came out um, 2010. And honestly, I can't say anything about it. Uh, I brought this one because I know both of you love this game. We are here on the, what is this, four, uh, 14th anniversary, right? 2010. Mm. What do you guys have to say here? Anything, anything, when's the last time you played it? Is this a, a big one for either of you? I know we just inducted it into the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Um, Ethan, how about you? What, what are your thoughts on Mass Effect 2? Yeah, no, that was, uh, if there was only one Mass Effect game that was going to be inducted into your Hall of Fame, that's it. My hint, my next hint was this is, um, this is considered by fans the best in the trilogy, right? And it is. Okay. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, there's not really anything I can say beyond that, but it, it was as good as Mass Effect was. It's just incredible. Just the jump from that first game to two totally and agree. just the the way it's presented and the way the story is outlined and how it how it man it just takes as good as mass effect one was in telling a great sci-fi story yeah, the second one it's, it's like you don't see that in cinema hardly yeah or, oh, or it incredible. just elevates the genre or elevates the franchise and characters do die for sure and that was a super stressful aspect that i had never experienced before yeah. And it for me, Ethan, it almost did um did you play Baldur's Gate 3? I haven't, no. Okay. It almost did it did like the same thing Baldur's Gate 3 has done to like gaming now. It felt like the same type of step that Mass Effect 2 took, where the world was so expansive and the conversations were so meaningful and the decisions mattered so much that I was like like for so long, nothing compared. It was like pre-Mass Effect 2 life and then post-Mass Effect 2 life. And it yeah. was just different. Like it was never going to be the same. Yeah. yeah. And I know that's like dramatic, but that's really what I almost like. It's a milestone in my life. Obviously, I didn't remember the year, but it's like a milestone in my life where it was like, this really changed what I thought games could be. Yeah. Yeah. You were off by well, a year, so give yourself credit there. You were very close. That's true. And that's a, that's a great point because Skyrim comes out, what, 13, 14? 11, 11, 11. 11. Oh, that's oh, why 11. So 11, wow, okay. it came out my junior year, and that's what I was comparing it to because I played okay. Mass Effect 2 first. But see, for me, I never played through Skyrim. So Mass Effect 2 was always the, had always been the benchmark yeah. up until – and I, I hadn't really played a whole lot of RPGs until this last year getting into Outer Worlds and then – Starfield. So yeah. Hmm. Well, I just bought the legendary edition um, on Steam, so I can play it on my oh, Steam next. because of what you and George were saying about I'm, it. I'm really curious what you think because I I don't know about you. I never went back and played it. I have like I, I have. I have. Oh, do you? Gabe, Gabe and I reviewed it on on our show. Does it hold up? About three four years ago. Yeah, amazingly well. Mm. And I didn't even play that. We reviewed that just before the release of the remastered. Oh wow! So I, I'm version. yeah. So I've got up. Up resolution and frame rate and stuff too with the legendary. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, I'm really curious what you're gonna think of that game. It goes on sale often, so if you ever want to revisit it, we could I, revisit it. I remember the gameplay being fun too. I will say this. Um, I listened there's another podcast that I was listening to, and that group of individuals, one of them has just recently picked up Mass Effect, the remastered version, and is playing it for the first time after having played Baldur's Gate 3. And she it's amazing to hear her describe how much she's enjoying that game and saying, I didn't know that there could be another RPG that would make me have 
feelings for characters and the story oh, in the same sure. way that Baldur's Gate 3 made her feel. Cause she- I would die for Varys. I would die for him. Oh, yes. Yes. That, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. guy, the cool looking lizard guy, right? He's not really a lizard. He's got the like frog, the, the frog man. No, no, no. Varys is like, you know who Varys is. Isn't that his name? Garrus. 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 Okay. He's, 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 he's reptilian. It's been a long yeah. time. He's is definitely he reptilian. Re- he's, 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 I don't remember. I played the first, scary. I played the first game. I know Garrus. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, that's it's been it. a long time. I'm gonna. Yeah. Play. But I would die for that guy. I don't know the name of. Him. <laughs> uh, that was forever young. George just texted me. Uh, he said he's been in and out of consciousness all day, um, but he's conscious right now, so he's texting me. So mm. missed out on that. He feels bad. George, don't feel bad. Um, we'll get your thoughts Miss in the next George. episode. That's fine. Miss you, George. Miss you, George. All right. Fell left out. <laughs> you didn't mean it. No. Let's get into some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Upcoming episodes. Baldur's Gate 3. We are going to do a spoiler cast episode. Mm, Ryan, wait. you are probably 10 to 15 hours near the end here, I think. Oh, God. Don't say that. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's such a mix of emotions. This is so funny. We've I've said this twice now, but um, I have never felt so powerfully that simultaneously I want a game to end so that I can have my life back. Yeah. And I don't want a game to end because I'm so thoroughly enjoying it. I cannot wait until like post Baldur's Gate 3, I can look back and like love it and then have so much free time left over because all of it goes to Baldur's Gate 3 right now. Uh, as someone who but got, I'm really enjoying it. As someone who got their life back, I miss Baldur's Gate 3. Really? That's what I'm worried too. I almost like hopped like right back. End. I almost hopped right back into it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I want Nick to get through it. I want George to get through it before we actually record an episode. Maybe we'll do an Act 1 episode since everyone's through Ooh, Act we 1 can do now. do three episodes. Act 1, 2, and 3. Maybe act, maybe just act. Well, let's see how long it takes the guys. Because if they get through, if we do Act One, they get through the full game. We'll just hop right into Act the Three. End. Could be its own episode. One it and could. two, maybe on yeah. one. But two, the guys aren't through two yet, or Nick isn't through two yet. Almost. That's my concern. Yeah, almost. Yeah. So we might get a an Act One episode here soon. Super Mario Wonder. We talked about doing. I don't know. That ship's kind of sailed. So I wanted to, to point that out that we probably won't do that now at this point. It's just out of mind. I um, forgot we never reviewed that. We never reviewed it. It was just a busy. I love that game. It's very good. If you want to come back to it, we can. Hari liked that game too. Could have Hari back on. I would love to have Hari back on. Did um, you play that, Ethan? I have not. No. Mm. We're gonna have a revisit. Not, not a big Nintendo guy here. Sorry. I, okay. I know you're the leader. No, you don't have to apologize. I hate Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> he does hate Nintendo. Yes, I can't do. confirm. <laughs> I play all the I games, but confirm. I hate them. Yeah, I'm also not a fan. Lear the Nintendites hates them. Um, okay, so Cyberpunk 2077, we're going to do a revisit of that because of the Phantom Liberty um, expansion. George convinced me. We've got some other friends playing it, so we probably will do another Cyberpunk episode. I want to have George on for that, though, because he's very much ingrained in that world. Yeah. This is an announcement. The return of the video game radio show, Volume 2, featuring DJ Emmy. B. Emmy B is coming back. We're going to do another video game radio show episode. I decided I don't care about the copyright stuff. If they take our episode, they can take it. I just want to do another one of these episodes. It's very fun. DJ Emmy B, if you didn't know from the first year of Bush League, 
we did a video game radio show where we just talked about the soundtracks and licensed music that we loved in video games. This was almost four years ago now, right? We're coming up on our four year anniversary this summer. Hmm. Um, and yeah, my wife's going to come back on. She was our DJ for that episode. And uh, she's a just spectacular DJ, spectacular DJ. Yeah. And we'll just come back with uh, a different set of songs for different, you know, I think impact on us, right? That's kind of what the theme was is that these were important to us or we just Dude. liked them. Um, oh, I can't wait. You excited? I just thought of like three songs. I'm yeah, do. that's that's the aim here. And then again, that originally only uploaded to Spotify because we only had rights to use music for Spotify. You know, technically, mm-hmm. I'm just going to upload it as is. And, you know, we can get st- I think we can get copyright strikes. We just can't make any money off it, which is fine. Right. Isn't that how that works, Ethan? You can include music. They just can claim it. Well, we're going to lose yeah. a lot of revenue. <laughs> so much yeah, revenue. So I've done a couple of those shows. I've never had any issues come up with them, but yeah, it's it's exciting to hear. Yeah. So that's a return of that. Those are fun. So I feel like that's a, that's a Gabe style show too. Gabe's all about music too. Gabe loves that. He loves music. He he does does a lot of things with music. He's been making good music. He has. Shout out to Gabe. Shout out to Um, Gabe. Gabe fast. Ethan, what's that song called? The the one that just came out. Um, Uh, Problems. Problems. Check out Problems Problems, by Gabe Fast. Um, He's producing more music. He's got a whole channel too. Ethan, actually, let's do that right now. Can you plug your content, where to find it? Speaking of Gabe and Wannabe Network. Yeah, absolutely. You can find us over on YouTube, uh, Wannabe Network, Um, Spotify. uh, I think we're on Apple Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, We do a little show, uh, Punch Counterpunch. On occasion, I do a Geekly Retrospect. Uh, We've got other projects we're talking about and working on and things in the pipeline. So go check us out over there. Want to be productions. Go check Ethan mm, out. Check I listen out. to both those shows every time they come out, basically the day they come out. So that's PCP punch counter punch. I like to call it PCP. PCP. That's a, yeah, yeah. That's a drug. That's um, cool. Yeah. PCP in their life. <laughs> and then um, I've been on the retro, uh, geekly retrospective too. It's a, it's a great show. So um, last thing here, don't forget Magic Mine. Use offer code Bush20 to get 20% off. Jan Bush20. That's the website. Magic.com is You're magic right. magicmine.com slash Jan Bush League Games to go straight to it and then use the offer code Bush. Now we'll 20. remember. Now we'll remember. Bush with a C. Bush. Bush. Actually, and I'm sorry, I think I misspoke. I think it, it's it's BLG20 now. Our old code was Bush20. Our new Good code. Good thing I checked. It's BLG20. BLG20, get your uh, discount there. Guys, this was a fun one. Ethan, thank you for being on this episode. Thank you for telling us about The Invincible. If there's any other games out there you want us to to hop into that you recommend like this, we loved it. Um, And then also for the listener, go check out Ethan's stuff. I trust your judgment, except for when it comes to Starfield. And Indiana Jones. Mm, Yeah, the movies for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I love all your takes. No, it's been great. I, I appreciate you guys having us, having us, like me, on here. I feel like I'm speaking for, on behalf of Gabe as well. But yeah, no, it's been fun and uh, looking forward to it next time. Thanks, Ethan. Thank you. And on that, we'll see you next week. I love you. In two weeks. Oh, yeah. I still say it next week. Did you him? I didn't. Did you make it? I tried to talk him out of them, and he him anyway. Oh! oh.